live in the dungeon. This is the Dream Warrior Review. I'm Kurt Thomas. I'm Nick Strawn. And this is episode 79. Cargo. I feel like I'm going to turn into a zombie. <laughs> really? <laughs> so, uh, compared to uh, the two that we did recently, um, I would say that this has uh, got some some depth and some deepness. Um, certainly, the darker. So we're what? Yeah, I'm glad that this is an Australian movie because it's kind of, for me, maybe redeem some of the things I liked about Australian movies. Oh yeah. Because we've seen some bad yeah, ones recently. Yeah, we have seen some really bad ones. And you know what's really interesting is uh, when we were when we were watching. Um, did you notice almost the reverse of the baby shot? Yes, yes, yes. You noticed that, right? Yeah, it was, because as soon as I saw the baby, I was like, "It was oh, the reverse, kind of." Yeah, it was. It was. It was the baby in the foreground with them going looking in the background talk about killing ground right yeah killing ground right but see that was different though because you knew there were there was danger coming towards the baby right right this was like and that's true but at the same time you realize that this is a totally dangerous situation what i liked about that scene though was awesome because it was uh the baby was still kind of shielded from what was happening right and like facing the other way while the father was freaking out no that was amazing no don't get me wrong that that was the most amazing shot in that film and probably the only shot in that film that, that made was it amazing. worth it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but this did have a, sh- have a shot that was very much like it. Um, Is he British or I can't remember? Um, Martin Freeman. I think he's, he was British. An act- he's an actor who gives a shit. I think he's British because I was surprised when he was in a... Yeah. No, he's British. We saw him recently in an American movie. Uh, he's in all kinds of American movies. He's it was in- that big one though. Wasn't it? Was well, it yeah, Avengers? he's in Mission Impossible all the time. Huh. Right. So, um, yeah, so, so scary was, film. Well, let me see what, I don't know. I keep going up. But, okay, 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 there we go. After, an, epidemic. after an epidemic spread all over Australia, a father searches for someone willing to protect his daughter. It was actually, this wasn't a zombie movie, even though it was about zombies and a virus, a zombie right. virus. It was more about, it was a, it was a movie about families. Yeah. And what about, would you do for your kid? Yeah, and what would you do? Basically, and, and, if yeah, something basically, like this happened. And, and. and yeah, you know I don't want to give any of so it. So it was away. a journey. It yeah, was a character was a, journey too. I mean, it was yeah. all about character and what what happened along the way. Just gripping, absolutely yeah, it was gripping. Pretty good. It, it was a, a pretty good gripping film. Uh, the, the acting all the way through it was superior. I mean, uh, well, he know, he carried the film. I mean, absolutely no, totally. It. Yeah, he totally carried the film. Don't don't get me wrong. He totally carried it. I swear the the only character that I had problems with was his wife. Really? Yeah, I just didn't believe it. I just for for some reason I just didn't think that they ever connected. But that was all right because you know why? Because and she wasn't around that long. One problem I had about this was some of the stuff that happened that moved the story along. Right. Was based on stupid things that they did. Right. And they were really stupid. Really stupid. Really stupid. Really stupid. Yes. Yeah. No, you're you're right. Like there's one scene where he's turning around and something's happening. Right. And, and he basically put himself in danger for some right. stupid, you know. Yeah, but how about her? Yes. Whoa. Yeah. I mean, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she got on the thing. Yeah, she got on the thing with the thing. And then and there was another thing and the thing. thing? And the, uh, you know, the thing uh, happened to her. You know, and... and, and 
and you got that shot, you know, yes. that the typical horror shot where you're looking at her face and then all of a sudden she's sucked back. Yes. Right? You know, yeah. That's that's a horror standard. I've actually uh, done that so many times in so many different ways. Um, I, I've used special effects. I put people on sleds and pulled them back into the dark before. So, you know, to get that kind of a feel. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I've always it, liked that effect. Yeah, I, I thought... I like the new twists on it, too, where you see somebody getting picked up by something that you can't see. Right. Right, yeah. Um, but uh, Martin... I don't know. Just I kind of like the fact Martin that Martin was, was uh, so cool. Yeah, I he mean, was. He, he was just uh, and the well, thing you is, saw him tra- totally change during the whole movie. That's what's awesome about it, right? I mean, he was he was doing this this character, and he was uh, very positive at the beginning, like, "Oh, this is you know, we have enough food for three months." This right, is, right, and then you know, da, 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 and then things just kind of gave his wife a gift and was like, you know, everything was all happy. And then right. something happens, and he starts getting really dark. <laughs> yeah, Especially from the end, it. he was like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. A um, couple of good jump scares in there. Um, I like the, the the guy that played the villain was, at first, I wasn't sure about him. I thought he was kind of weak, but then yeah. I, I kind of liked him, like the fact how they how they played it, I guess. I don't... I, I, it's hard, I, it's hard I to talk about it without really ruining it, the whole thing. Yeah, but. because, you, you know, there wasn't... There wasn't it, to me, it wasn't weak as much as it was... Um, ineffectively sloppy, you know, and and in the end, it kind of it, it worked for his character. So and it yeah. was all outdoors. It was all outdoors. Yeah, I mean, there so there was, wasn't really any sets or anything. Yeah, I mean, there was a boat. I mean, yeah, you know. a boat and where the guy was by the tractors and stuff. Right, that, and was. that was it. Um, yeah, all the way through, and and I have to say that there was a race thing that. Came the into Aborigines. it, the Aborigines, mm-hmm. and it was just cool the way that it turned out in the end. Well, to yeah, be a, to be a turn, a, a a a sort of a backwards two and a half flip uh, uh, against racism, mm-hmm. and, and and I I really enjoyed that. I mean, you know, in the end, it, here's what happens with this film. All the way through, you keep thinking that this is horrible. That this is th- <laughs> it's slow. It's horrible. Well, not not that it's slow. I mean, I had know, that feeling Martin, for a while. Martin is so great to watch. No, he yeah. like I said, he carried it because I thought it was slow in the scenes where he wasn't in. Right, e- exactly. Yeah. But 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 watching him carry it through at the same time, and he really carried he literally something carried the whole thing. Right, and car- thus the name Carbo cargo yeah. and the thing is is that you're actually getting dragged down with him mentally and then all of a sudden yeah it was it was very hopeless yeah like i had this hopeless feeling watching it like oh this is hopeless and, and, it, and then it, it wasn't a horror movie i realized that very early on yeah oh yeah right like okay this is all about characters yeah <laughs> it is it's about characters yeah but yeah and so, um, i enjoyed it but i don't think i really would give it a Five star rating. No, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't give us. You know what? It it deserves uh, to me a good solid three point two. You know, it's it. Yeah, yeah, it's about there. Um, <laughs> what what, would, I think what, I, what do you rate? It's. It? it's um, I'm thinking about it. I'm think. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of right. I'm a little bit higher, maybe, just because I. 
I just liked his his performance really a lot. <laughs> right. So I mean, I feel like he could have maybe if it was a better written movie or maybe I don't know. Maybe they paced it differently or something. I might like it more. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I enjoyed it. Three point four is kind of yeah. maybe a little bit higher. Couple couple point ten higher than higher than me. Yeah, I had to it, do it, better it, than you. Well, uh, yeah. it's a competition no, thing. But those point two that I point two extra that I gave were for him. Oh, so, gotcha. Okay, yeah. I can see you're kind of judging the film completely on him, and I was kind of judging basically the whole film. I was being, I was being. Well, hello, I was trying to do the I whole was trying film. to get the gestalt. If I was going to do the, the whole gestalt, film, I would probably do it a three. I'm using a ten buck word here. The gestalt. <laughs> yes. I, uh, <laughs> I, I have this memory of uh, filming. <laughs> Filming a TV movie of the week, and in the middle of it, there was a dream sequence. Story time. Story time. It's story time with Mick. 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 In this dream sequence, there. It's written in the script. Eventually, we fade from black. And we're in the middle of a, an African desert. And all of these tribesmen are sitting in loincloths, uh, uh, sitting, holding spears, but they're sitting on the ground. And it's a dry lake bed, so it's cracked, you know, that kind of thing. And I can't remember what the dialogue or anything was like that you know and and the thing is we've been in san san diego and honestly we hadn't done the thing i mean at, at, it, it was a story thing i think i told you about where we got really really good on uh, uh racing the cars around. oh yeah. yeah yeah so it's very into that we had this dream sequence to finish up so uh the very last day of filming uh all the trucks go back and, and we head for the dry lake bed um North of LA. Um, finally get up there at, uh, in the dark and we're waiting for the sun to come up, which is something that you never want to do. I mean, you never, I, <laughs> I gotta tell you, you, every director wants to have the sun coming up shot. And here's the problem. That is something that happens only twice a day and is incredibly difficult to get. <laughs> it It's, for one thing, you know, it takes a better DP than you think, you know, because the director of photography actually has to be able to shoot that without screwing it up, which happens all the time. <laughs> um, but, but not only that, it's that frozen moment and, and you have to be a place where you can see it, right? You know, and so we're up there and we're waiting for the sun to come up. And, uh, so, uh, wardrobe has got all, you know, uh, the loincloths on everybody. And, it, and I, and I have to say that just in general, it's pretty stupid. It's a really dumb idea. <laughs> I, uh, it's for, for, there was something about it that was very dreamlike, but film dreamlike, not actually dreamlike. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it was like, well. Yeah, I know. It was like writing the word limbo on a script. You know, well, you know what we're going to do? We're, we're going to put them in limbo. What do you think? So then it says interior limbo. And you go, 
And the first thing that you want to say is, well, how do you know that limbo is an interior or an exterior? exterior. See? <laughs> yeah. and, and, and you know what? The discussion goes downhill from there. It's not like <laughs> it's not like it's a recoverable fault. It, it's like uh. you're just going to eat crap. So, so as soon as you see something like that in a script, you go. Oh, oh, really? It, oh, <laughs> guy, uh, uh, really? It, oh, we're going to do uh, uh, an African tribe sitting in the middle of the cracked earth desert as the sun is coming? Really? Really? What What did I do to you? I mean, you know, we, oh, God. So, so we're, get, we're set up with the shot, right? Um, everybody's out there. It looks like we're going to be really successful at it. And, um, <laughs> so, so cameras sitting down like this. And, and I think that we had, uh, another camera, like, you know, doing a close up on somebody and <laughs> the wide angle camera sitting right next to like one of the Zulu warriors. Right. And, uh, <laughs> so waiting, we're waiting, waiting, waiting. And okay. Roll cameras. The sun starts out. Oh, I remember one of the cameras looking over the shoulder of one of the guys at the sun coming up, right? So he's got that point of view. <laughs> and the other one's like, and they're both kind of like shooting across the same close Zulu warrior. And <laughs> as the sun comes up and it starts to light the scene and it's like, oh, yeah, this is great, great. Oh, oh, we're loving it. Because we weren't even rolling sound. There was no point. I mean, you know, it was just going to be whatever sound we put in. And so the sun comes up, and the sun comes up, and all of a sudden, I hear this, fuck, oh, God. And then the second camera guy goes, oh, God. So <laughs> They were shooting each other? No. No? Worse than that, does the one warrior... In in twenty, right? They had like twenty, twenty five warriors. The one war, the one that we're looking at from one side and we're looking at from the other side, has a watch on. <laughs> oh man! It's a great big like you know uh, roll cheap Rolex version of the of a watch. <laughs> and, and the thing is, is both camera and, and I saw it in dailies and it was enough to make you just crack up because <laughs> here's the thing is it caught the sun perfectly and became a flare for both cameras. So the watch could not be ignored. There's just no way to do it. It, it caught the flare, right? As the sun was coming up, the first thing that anybody would have noticed was the watch. <laughs> Did you recut it and sell it as a watch commercial? You know what? You know what I did? I went and looked for another job. Because well, that, <laughs> that was the last was day a dream filming. sequence. Why couldn't you have a watch in it? I don't care. You know what? I don't care. Didn't care at the time. Don't care now. I still don't care to this day. But I did think it was pretty damn funny. <laughs> so they had to reshoot shoot the scene, probably. Not or they my just problem. Go with it the way it was. Not so my, I want to know now. Not my problem. Uh, I'm trying to remember the name of the song of the film. Um, Tainted Blood, maybe. Tainted Blood. It was on one of our episodes. Uh, oh, who was the director? <laughs> who was the director? Matthew Patrick. That was the one. Okay. okay. <laughs> oh boy, that was like bugging me. Okay. Well, it was like 
1993. It's been yeah. a while. Well, it's been a couple weeks. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a while. So I'm going to watch that now. And that was one of the diseases of the week. Got a 4.6 out of 10 based on 208 votes on IMDb. I can't believe it got 208 votes. I know. Why would anybody care? I have fun. to say, I I have to say this, uh, Raquel Welch. Uh, I don't I don't know if you, I told you the story before, but this is the one where Raquel Welch is is sitting in her chair in the garage, and uh, and I came in. They were sitting. Craft service was in the garage. I was uh, doing one of my very infrequent visits to this particular set. Walked through the house, just kind of looking. Eh, eh, I'm doing my job. I'm doing my job. Uh, go out to check out craft services. I open the door, and there's somebody else coming up the single step, right? And I've already got momentum going forward. And so I squeeze over to the right, but the step doesn't even exactly, it's not even as wide as the door itself. And so my foot slips going down and I pitch over to the right and take a chair out with a woman sitting in it and it's Raquel Welch. <laughs> and so we tumble onto the floor of the garage, you know, and she was not young and, uh, and I felt really bad about it. Ooh. And, and, but, but the great thing is, is when we uncrashed and stuff and she's sitting back there and, and, and uh, I introduced myself. I said, uh, "Hi, uh, my name's Mixtron." And she goes, "Hi, my name's my my name's Raquel." And it's like, "Yeah, I know." <laughs> it was like you, you have to understand that to me, she was a star. I mean, she was the big time. You know, she was like uh, you saw her. She was uh, sort of like a Cardassian would be now. Ugh. Well, I mean, you know, better, classier than that, <laughs> much classier. But I mean, that much press, you know, she was she was there all the time and and did all these, you know, great 60s shows. I mean, she was in the uh oh yeah. million years BC, you know. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. And uh, she, and she was beautiful. I mean, she was still beautiful. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, yeah, there's that. <laughs> well, at least she didn't break any Raquel Welsh yeah, bones or anything. So I think that we're done, right? This is Kurt Thomas along with Mick Strong. Thank you for listening to the Dream Warrior Review. If you have any questions or just have feedback for our show, we welcome them at dreamwarriorreview at gmail.com. Of course, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter as well. As always, please follow us and tell your friends about us too. See you next time.